because I mean, paid search alone is not going to do much, right? Like if Mm -hmm. you're just running paid search, like, uh, you know, it's, you're going to be constrained pretty, pretty quickly and heavily, right? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Ecom Growth Show. Let's go. Alrighty, well, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Ecom Growth Show. Today we have with us Phil Weaver, who works over at Purple Mattress, and uh, he does, he runs the paid search department over there. So we're really excited to have him on and and see what we can learn. Welcome to the show, Phil. Thanks, Robbie. Excited to be here. Heck yeah, man! Why don't we start? What? Why don't you tell me just a little bit about your personal life, uh, the work you do, and why you love it so much? Nice. Yeah. Um, so I live in Salt Lake city, Utah. Um, and in my free time, I coach soccer and play a little bit. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I studied business marketing here at the university of Utah and got my master's in business at the university of Portland and kind of just fell into that, uh, marketing advertising realm and just ended up, through multiple different advertising jobs, ended up in paid search and found it to be a good fit for me. Um, just because it's, it requires so much of the left brain and the right brain thinking Mm -hmm. that really challenged me and, and, uh, grew to love it over time. So, uh, yeah, ended up kind of just sticking with that over the last couple of years. And yeah, it's been a great ride. Very cool, man. And I'm really excited to have you on because your focus is specifically on paid search Whereas we're, we're in the paid game as well, but a lot more on just like the social media side. So uh, really excited to pick your brain on some of the biggest differences, how you think about those differently, and uh, just kind of what the, the name of the game is over at uh, doing paid search. Yeah. Cool. Well, yeah. Um, what, are, what are like when it, when it comes to paid search, what are um, maybe just describe for us a little bit of your process there how you think about it, uh, what some of your goals are when you're when you're looking at selling these mattresses and just kind of start to dive into the conversation and, and let us know what it's all about. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, so the way that we look at it is, I mean, we have two very different perspectives on on our account when it comes to paid search. Um, uh, there's the branded side and then there's the non branded side. And so um you know, when it comes to branded, it's, you know, that's a low hanging fruit. That's stuff where, you know, we, we expect to just show up and make sure that we own and protect our branded in a way. Um, and then when it comes to the non-branded side, uh, we see that as, you know, a, a much lower performing, um, channel for us, but something that, you know, we obviously, we, we advertise into, uh, try and see, growth and trying to expand, um, sales and, and whatnot. So, um, so yeah, those are really like the two main ways that we look at it, making sure that, uh, we own our brand, but also, uh, try and look for that growth and and expansion through, through the non-paid side. And so, uh, yeah. Yeah, that, that makes sense. The first time I had heard about, uh, your guys's company was, when I had seen the ad with like the, the Goldilocks and the three bears and, and testing the eggs out on the mattresses and, and finding the yeah. mattress that was just right. Um, how long ago was that? And do you guys still run that creative or 
Tell me a little yeah. bit about that ad specifically, because I feel like yeah. I feel like a lot of people recognize the brand through that ad, at least in my circles. No, for sure. I mean, it's it really it's done a lot for the company for sure, and that's been shoot, man. I don't even know how many years. That's probably been like three, four years ago or something like that. But we we did just do a new video last year for our five year anniversary, and it included the same actress that was in that in that ad and like kind of replicated it. And we pulled in all the, uh, the old actors that we had used in some of our previous, you know, crazier ads with like the Sasquatch and stuff like that. So, uh, so yeah, still, uh, still using some of that content and and that idea a little bit, but yeah, it's it's done really well for us for sure. Yeah. That's awesome. And, and is that something that, um, where, where do you guys run that ad? It's probably not so much in your paid search stuff, but does it live on the website? Is that something you guys are running on social? Yeah. I mean, we're huge on YouTube. And okay. so, uh, so yeah, we do a lot of, uh, video ads on YouTube. We spend a pretty decent amount of money on there. Um, and then I'm not sure in terms of other video, uh, advertising where we're putting it, but yeah, I'd say our, our biggest, our biggest, uh, channel there is for YouTube. Cool. And then do you, do you see a lot of correlation, um, between when, when paid search stuff is going well, you, you see like stuff on YouTube performing well and they kind of, uh, work off of each other and kind of help build each other up at all. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, we definitely try and look at all of our channels from a holistic perspective. Mm -hmm. Um, because I mean, paid search alone is not going to do much right like if mm-hmm. you're just running paid search like uh, you know it's you're going to be constrained pretty pretty quickly and heavily right and mm-hmm. so when we're pushing out email campaigns like we're we know when those email campaigns are going out and so we, we change our bidding accordingly when we're um you know doing a big push on youtube if you know if Google comes to us and says, Hey, we, we can get you, you know, these spots and these banners that are going to be, you know, put you at the top of the page and everything like that. Then we know about that. And then we start pushing heavily on our bidding or, or, or in certain search terms um, accordingly. So yeah, we really try and look at a more of a holistic perspective where everyone's working together because mm-hmm. um, one, one channel alone just is not going to, you know, it's not going to make us, make us rich. So, yeah, totally. And how do you guys, so if you have like your overall marketing budget for, for all the channels, how much, like what percentage of that would you guess goes to paid search? Yeah. So, um, one of our, our, our biggest channels is paid social. And then we're right underneath that with paid search. So, um, uh, yeah, in terms of percentage, it's, I mean, overall, I mean, yeah, we're probably 20, 25% of, uh, overall marketing. Awesome. But yeah, it's quite a bit. And then for, for somebody who hasn't necessarily like done a lot of paid search, would you think that would be a, you know, a good place to start is just maybe starting with, um, or even a lower percentage just to get like, I guess, first of all, like you said, definitely have your branded stuff locked down, like all your branded keywords, make sure you're owning that. And then from there, it's more on um, the descriptive stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's going to vary um, from company to company, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, it, it, it's hard to say um, like a, a good rule of thumb, but uh, 
but yeah, I mean, I, I was looking at one of my friend's accounts the other day, who was a CEO of this like lifestyle brand for clothing and backpacks. Right. And mm-hmm. he was, uh, he was having me audit their account cause they had an agency running it and he's like, Oh yeah, they say they're getting a really good ROAS and, and whatever. And so I was like, I checked it out and it was like completely branded. Right. There was mm-hmm. no, there was no non-brand at all in it. And, yeah. um, and you know, he had no clue. And obviously the agency wasn't telling him they're just saying, Hey, you're getting a great ROAS, you know, and he's thinking it's completely incremental and stuff like that. So, um, and, and so, but, and on top of that, like he didn't even have any competitors on his brand name. Mm. And so <laughs> that yeah, makes it pretty easy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So no competitors on his brand name and they're getting a great ROAS. And so, you know, even in that scenario, I'm like, if, you know, he's a, they're kind of a smaller startup company mm-hmm. and it's like you, you don't even need to be running brand. If you're, if your SEO showing up, like, why are you even paying for ads at that point? You know? Yeah. So that's why I say it's hard to find that rule of thumb because some companies, maybe they don't even need to ran, run brand because they don't have anybody that's really bidding on their name. And then, um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, somewhere in that 10 to 20% range could, you know, seems about right to me in terms of, uh, you know, thinking about the holistic perspective of, of it. Yeah, definitely. And then when you're looking at, um, you know, other brands who are running paid search, what are like some of the biggest mistakes you see happening uh, in people's paid search marketing. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of them, uh, <laughs> but, um, I mean the, the number, the number one thing is like that I see is it seems like the majority of these accounts are trying to like boil the ocean when it comes to keywords, right? Yeah. Like it's like thousands of keywords that like, I, you know, you can't even have a grasp of what's going on. It's one of the best things you can do as like a PPC advertiser is to create the account yourself, mm-hmm. right. From, 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 from the very bottom to the top. And cause then you have a, a, a understanding of really what's going on throughout the entire account. Yeah. If you just step into account and, you know, and just look at the keywords and the ad groups, it, sometimes it's hard to get like a really, uh, a really good full perspective of, of what's going on. So yeah, I think too many, too many accounts. I see way too many of them that are just thousands of keywords. They don't really know what's going on. And then like we talked about earlier, they're not separating brand from non-brand, mm-hmm. right? It's super important to separate the brand from the non-brand to, to, to understand really, this is our incremental traffic. This is, you know, this is our top of funnel top of funnel mm-hmm. uh, traffic that's going to take a longer buying cycle. And then this is our, our, our lower funnel branded stuff that, you know, we expect to, uh, to see a return on. Yeah. And then when they're, when they're doing too many keywords, is that just like spreading their budget too thin and it's just not focused or productive or what's the main downfall of having so many different keywords? Yeah. I mean, yeah, exactly. They, they end up spending a ton of money on mm-hmm. keywords that, you know, they don't even, they don't even on search queries that they don't even know that they're showing up for. Um, a lot of, a lot of advertisers will just take whatever Google's recommendations are mm-hmm. um, and they'll just apply them because Google recommends it. Yeah. So they think it's a good thing. And then, and then really Google's, uh, Google's MO and what they're trying to do is, is 
get people to, you know, get companies to spend more. So they, they're, they're not paid based on a return from the company. They're paid based on how much you spend with them, right? How much you, yeah. you, you pay per click. So uh, there, that's really their, um, what their motive is. So yeah, you'll, so yeah, I mean, they're spending way too much on keywords that are probably more broad match, broad match modified, these type of match types that are mm-hmm. showing up for anything under the sun and and then you don't see a return on it. So gotcha. And then for you, as far as like limiting yourself, are you just basically doing off where you're getting the best returns or what what is it? Uh, what's the criteria for how far out you are doing some of those broad matches or keyword expansion? Yeah. So, um, so uh, the question is like, how much are we trying to see a return or? Yeah, I guess it's just how, what's your decision process look like in terms of like adding new keywords, testing new keywords, or just sticking with kind of like your core group of what works well? Yeah, it's it's a great question. And and something that me and my team are constantly, uh, uh, trying to assess Mm. is, it's not an easy thing to do because you can look at a keyword or a search query and be like, well, that's relevant, but you know, maybe I could see somebody searching for this and they're in the upper funnel, which could be good for us, but maybe it's not. And it's, we don't have it down to a science. Um, Mm -hmm. and I don't think anybody does, but I mean, the best things you can do is one, get off last click attribution. Mm -hmm. Um, making sure that you're on a, a like a position based or uh, data driven attribution model. So mm-hmm. that way you're, you're understanding full funnel and then, you know um, and then, yeah, we, you know, we'll take the last six months and see if, see which keywords are, are giving us a return on our ad spend. And then the ones that really aren't, then we assess and see, is it because it's a low quality score then if that's the case, but it seems like a good keyword, then we'll keep it and we'll try and work with it and, you know, improve the, um, the landing page experience and mm-hmm. the ad relevancy and the expected click through rate and see if we can make it work. And then if not, then we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll end up tossing it. But, um, yeah, it's a, it's not an easy thing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It gets, uh, there's a lot to consider once you get into it. And, and when you're getting to your type of spend and your type of optimization, like there's just a lot that goes into those decisions. So it makes sense that it's yeah. a, you know, it's a full blown process and you have a whole team of people working on that kind of thing. Um, so you guys put a lot of your focus when it comes to paid search on Google and Bing, is that correct? And yep. what, what are, is there big differences between doing those two two different spots or like, what are the main differences? Yeah. Great question. Um, but yeah, huge differences. Uh, so being only has last click attribution. Okay. And so, and so, which is massive, right? Like when mm-hmm. you think of the the buying cycle for someone who's purchasing a, a three, $4,000 mattress, that's not like going to happen within two days, right? Yeah, that's going right. to be, a, <laughs> they're looking for the next big sale that's coming up in the, in three months, whether it's uh-huh. Black Friday or Memorial Day or something like that. And and then they're waiting for three, four months before they <laughs> drop four grand in mm-hmm. on a mattress. So, um, so yeah, Bing doesn't have last click attribution. And so uh, that severely affects our non-branded efforts on Bing. Um, yeah. And it's, uh, it's a conversation that we have with our Bing reps all the time. It's like, 
you know, we've, we've basically um, paused a lot of our a majority of our non-branded efforts um, on, on being uh, just because we, we don't see a return on our ad spend and there could be a return there, but you know, Bing's just not tracking it. We're not able to see it. So, um, and so, yeah, that's kind of like the biggest issue. Yeah. And you, you, you touched on attribution and it's interesting. We just, um, we just switched everything we have into our agency. We're, we're using a software called Hyros. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but do you guys use any type of, um, tools like outside of Google analytics or attribution software to make sure you are getting stuff outside of the, the last click attribution? Yeah, we're using, um, it's called C3. Okay. Um, across and so um yeah it's it's kind of hit or miss for us um but uh we're still trying to determine the value we've been with them for uh what is it like a year year and a half maybe um but uh but yeah it's it's yeah age-old question of trying to pinpoint every dollar spent to revenue and 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 try and try and connect the dots but um yeah. But yeah. Do you guys ever have, um, so like when you have different people running different channels over at your company, do you guys have any types of, uh, I guess like cannibalization or like certain people trying to say that revenue is attributed to their channel versus your channel or how do you guys rectify that? Um, yeah, I mean, there's definitely that. And, um, and that's above my pay grade. I don't, <laughs> I, I leave that up to the the VP and let, let her try and sort it out to figure out which one's performing the best, but, um, and, and, and what, where she wants to allocate revenue to that. But, um, yeah, but yeah. no, that, that doesn't make sense. One question I have is what, what are some of your, uh, your KPIs, some of your growth targets? How do you look at, um, taking what you use and, and setting goals? Yeah. So, um, the KPIs, like I mentioned for brand is very much like impression share. Okay. So trying to own that impression share and see like, okay, like, and, and specifically kind of like the top impression share, right. And the, there's different impression share metrics within Google ads. And so top impression share is like the top four spots, um, in Google and shown and seeing how many times you show up in those spots. So, uh, that's really our biggest metric for, for brand and then non-brand, um, it's pretty simple. I mean, yeah, we're, we're just going off of our return on ad spend there and, and, mm-hmm. and that fluctuates, uh, throughout the year, right. As we're, mm-hmm. uh, going into bigger sales, we'll, we'll drop our targets and we'll, uh, we'll be a bit more aggressive and, 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 and go after all the, the demand that's there. But, um, and then, but obviously within that, you're looking at to optimize campaigns. You're looking at all the other different metrics, like um, to try and understand like where you're showing up. So mm-hmm. one thing that we just got up and going was um, some like in-house, like script reporting based on our quality score. Um, okay. So to really understand uh, how our quality score, how we can improve it or mm-hmm. see where we're lacking and then uh, using those metrics to, to improve it so we can decrease our costs and, and uh, yeah, and, and show up in more auctions. That's awesome. 
Very cool. Well, I think the listeners are ready for your growth advice. What's kind of like a a one hitter that uh, everybody should be thinking about when it comes to paid search? Yeah, um, I think um, like for growth advice, you know, and, and when I'm talking growth, I'm speaking more specifically to the prospecting and non-branded side, you know, where I think that's, that's true growth within page search. And when it comes to that, it's, it's understanding your conversion lag, mm-hmm. knowing how long it takes, you know, the buying cycle, how long it takes somebody to actually make a purchase from the first time they click to when they actually purchase um, I, is huge. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and being patient with that. Um, being patient long enough. I see too many companies that don't understand the buying cycle. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't understand how, how long that conversion lag is going to be. And then they, they bail before they, they start seeing the sales come in. So it's a matter of being patient, mm-hmm. understanding your buying cycle and, and your break even ROAS points when it comes to your growth campaigns. Um, That's super then, good. And, and, um, you kind of alluded to it, but what is your guys's buying cycle? Is it like a, a three month buying process somewhere in there? Cause it's a, how, how much is the average mattress you guys sell? Yeah. Average we're about, uh, around $2,000. Okay. So that's a big yeah. ticket item for sure. Yeah. It's pretty decent size. So, um, and depends on our campaigns, but I mean, like for our non-branded campaigns, yeah, we're right under like that 28 to 30 day buying cycle. Okay. Gotcha. And it could be longer depending on our more like, uh, upper funnel campaigns, but, and then our branded campaigns, you know, it's a lot shorter, like two weeks. So cool. Cool. Well, thanks Phil so much for hopping on guys. If you enjoyed what you heard today, uh, be sure to like this, share it, subscribe to it so that other people can be learning here as well. And, uh, we'll see you guys next time on the Ecom Growth Show.